Hello everyone and welcome back to part two as we dive into Matthew 25, the parable of the ten virgins. These uh, wise words of Jesus about how to be prepared for the second coming of Christ and uh, what is God asking you to be faithful in right now. So if you have not listened to part one, please go listen to it. If you don't, you're going to be missing a lot, and I care about you way too much. So we ended on verse 23, and then I read some notes about understanding the good and faithful servant. So we're going to dive into verse 24 here. Lord, I thank you so much for... Lord, you are the one putting breath in our lungs right now. You just gave us another breath. You just did that again. Father, because you delight in us and you sent your son to redeem us from the curse of the law. Thank you for that, Father. I thank you that your son is coming back to save your bride. Lord, I pray as we dive into today's second part on Matthew 25, your word would go forth in power and it would, the the soil of people's hearts in in this episode would be made fertile. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'd like to know the song that's playing right now, I've played it in the past previously, but it's called Set Us on Fire by Waldner Worship. So, verse 24. So, it says, He also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to not be... I, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, oh, he says, he says, here, you have what is yours. Verse 26, but the master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have Oh, wait, he's asking that as a question. So he's saying, you wicked servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I I scatter no seed? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. So he goes back to the first guy who had five talents and then got five more. In verse 29, For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. For, but, but from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away and cast uh, the worthless servant into outer darkness in that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, okay, Whew, that's a lot to take in. Let's break this down. I love Ecclesiastes 3 where it talks about there being a season for everything. How do we know what gifts and blessings and talents God has given us? I believe if we look, look at the context of this whole passage, that will help us understand it. We know that the oil here represents the Holy Spirit. If we are led by him, if we add him to our lamps, our ministries, our duties, our blessings, and our gifts that that have been given to us by him, we will know what he wants us to be faithful with. 
It is a continual unfolding process. Paul encourages us, I think it's 1 Corinthians 14, to pursue the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This is one of the gifts and talents uh, God can give us, uh, which is could be the gift of prophecy or, or, or the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, some of you may have an abundance of money. Okay, you may have like a like a actual like you have you have thousands of dollars in the bank. Now, God may be having you put that towards school, but but you can see in First John where it says, if you have the world's goods and see a brother and sister in need and do not help them, how can the love of God be in you? So it's like I've heard different theories on that verse on whether it means like okay if you have a hundred dollars in the bank and you see someone homeless on the road and it's just money sitting there and you don't give it to them then like i would then question like why why didn't why didn't you go get them some food why didn't you go and talk to them and share the gospel with them because we're going to get later on here in matthew 25 we're going to get into jesus jesus is going to elaborate on that He's, it's it's, it's going to be in the context of on judgment day so you might be like, well, what do I do? Again, I think it's seek the Holy Spirit and ask him to show you what you want him to have you be faithful in through each season. Just ask him that. I know for me, I, I'm not very financially prosperous right now. Um, but one of the things that I do believe that God has gifted me with in my talent is the gift of preaching. And I mean, a year and a half ago, I was at Bethel and I was at the beach. I'd gotten done with a prophetic call that my friend Josh had organized where my friend uh, Josh and Nate we sat in a circle we gave each other words and then after we threw the football and my friend Josh threw the football over my head and I went to go grab the football and I felt God's presence just come very closely to me and I kind of just stood there and just focused on the Lord and just pondered on him and thought about him and just kind of sat in that moment with him and I felt him say when you get home it's time to start a podcast it's time to start preaching this is the gift I've given you. And that's one of my gifts. I, I, I do have the gift of prophecy and I'm humbled by that. I love to do that. Um, I'll, I'll share this one last thing. Today I went to the gym and I was in the sauna and there was a guy, his name was Abe, and he had a small, you, you have like a big towel that you dry your body off and you have like another small one that you might like wipe your hands off. Anyway, he's got a small towel and he's like rubbing his back, like his back is in pain. And I felt like I really felt the Holy Spirit say, hey, I need you to, I, not I need you, but I, he said, ask him and see if he needs prayer. And so I had a guy sitting next to me, it was an older guy, but anyway, sat there, prayed a little bit more to see if I was hearing from the Holy Spirit. And I said, hey, I said, um, said, what's your, um, I said, is, is your back hurting? Is your back in pain? And he said, yeah, it is. And um, I said, could I just pray for it right now? Like, I'm not going to come over there. I'll just, I can sit right here and I can pray. And he wasn't reluctant at all. He was like, yeah. And so I just prayed a quick little, like, like little 10 second prayer. I kind of thought about Jesus's words in Matthew. Like, don't offer up prayers that are just like so repetitive and just like, blah, 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 blah. no, he says, God knows what you need. So it's like, I just prayed verses. Like one of the things I remember I said is, Lord, according to your glorious might, I said, heal. And I said, what's your name? He said, Abe. And I said, Lord, heal Abe. And I said, Jesus, you distinguish yourself from all. So anyway, I'm not trying to like act all self-righteous. That's not what I'm trying to do. And I've tried to elaborate that on other episodes. 
But I feel like that was like a talent that God, like he gave me that moment right there, something to be faithful in. Um, so I hope that encourages you. Um, just be led by the Holy Spirit. Seek him. There was someone, some, some, uh, I, I went to, I went to prayer. I, I went up for prayer on Sunday and I, I had, I kind of asked for some prayer for a few things. And then someone, the lady I was praying with said that she's been praying to the Lord, give me the bread that I need today. And I think it's like, that's something that you could pray. Like so that's something that you could pray that could help you like just follow the will of the Lord for your life. I hope that really makes sense. But if you do this, beloved, you will be like the wise virgins here in Matthew 25. Some of you, no, uh, you know what? I have written here some of you. No, all of you. Just get some out of there. All of you. I just got done reading through 1 Corinthians right now, and I read through 1 Corinthians um, uh, 12, where Paul talks about the spiritual gifts. 13 is the love chapter. 14, he elaborates on prophecy. All of you have spiritual gifts. Every person in the body of Christ has a spiritual gift. Paul elaborates on that. To then equip brothers and sisters in the body of Christ to keep the unity of the faith and strengthen one another through Christ. So that it's Ephesians 4. I, let me just read Ephesians 4 real quick. Hang on. If you want, you can go there with me. It's right after Galatians. Ephesians chapter 4. Right after Galatians and before Philippians. In case you go to Philippians, you're like, oh, it's just behind here. Yeah. So it says right here, verse 11, and I'm reading out of the Amplified, and his gifts to the church were varied and, and he himself appointed some as apostles, special messengers, representatives, some as prophets who speak a new message from God to the people, some as evangelists who spread the good news of salvation, and some as pastors and teachers to shepherd and guide and instruct. And he, meaning God, did this to fully equip and perfect the saints, God's people, for works of service to build up the body of Christ, the church, until, okay, until we reach the oneness in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, growing spiritually to become a mature believer, reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ, manifesting his spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. So he's, the oneness of the faith is talking is Jesus' prophetic prayer in John 17 that we would that we would all be one. There are gifts that God has given you, beloved, and I encourage you, pursue them. Like, I just seek the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, do I have prophecy? Do I have the gift of healing? Go read 1 Corinthians 12. Paul elaborates on the spiritual gifts. Go look at that. That's something God may want you to be faithful in right now. So verse 31, the new title of this is The Final Judgment. And it says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory in a hall and all his angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. We're going to get into a little bit of Greek here in a second. Verse 32, Before him will be gathered all the nations. Remember that word nations right there. And he will separate people from one another as sh as a shepherd separates the sheep from goats. 
Now, the Greek word for the word nations is the word ethnos. This word is used as a noun, and it means tribe, nation, or people group. Uh, in New Testament scripture, sheep are used to describe as Jesus' disciples. Goats were referenced as people who were not, which could reference a, uh, or it could translate into a Gentile or a unrighteous man. Verse 33, and he will take his sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison to visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it for one of the least of my brothers, you did it for me. Hang on there. We're going to dive into what Jesus means by all that. If if you understand it, that's great. If you don't, we're going to get into that. We will get into what what Jesus is explaining here in a second. But uh, at the end of... But near the end of verse 40 where it says brothers, it can translate... I just hit my microphone. I'm sorry. Uh, it can tra- Where it says brothers, it can translate into brothers and sisters as well. We have seen this happen in other scriptures we have gone through in the past as well. Uh, so verse 41, Then he will say to those on his left, the ones that didn't feed the poor or didn't clothe or didn't feed or any, any, any of the things that Jesus listed, he says, Depart from me, you... Uh, you cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Now pay attention to that word uh, uh, cursed. Uh, there is a book we just went through recently here on my podcast, and we and which is the book of, or, hang on, I'm not reading, okay. I'm jumping ahead of my notes. I'm reading my notes, and then I forget about everything else that's written. I just go ahead and say what's on my mind, and okay, I'm not doing that anymore. Pay attention to that word cursed. There's a book that we went through recently here on my podcast, and we did go over what the Greek word is uh, for that word cursed. Not sure if you can remember. If you can't, that's okay. These are one of the. This is the one Greek word that I like can know by mind. Now I'm trying to grow more, and that may be my pride. But I think honestly, what that is is like I see people speak Greek language, and like I see people like oh like. Like, I went to Bethel, but I don't think it's an actual seminary, but I just call it seminary. I've had people tell me you can call it a seminary. I've had other people tell me you can't call it a seminary. And so when I hear someone say I actually went to a seminary, sometimes I feel like, sometimes I feel like, like I can't preach and stuff like that. But then I remember like, no, God called me to do this. So I have the approval of the creator of the universe. So that's all I need. If you don't remember, it's it's uh, we found this word earlier when we read the book of James, chapter three, and it's the Greek word for for curse. It's the word kataurāmai, kataurāmai, and it, it's used as a verb, and it means to curse, doom, or uh, imprecate uh, evil upon. And if you like to know how to spell this Greek word, give me a second to get a pen and paper. 
it is spelled K-A-T-A-R-A-O-M-A-I. Let's spell that one more time. K-A-T-A-R-A-O-M-A-I. So Jesus is continuing. I'll, I'll read verse, I'll, I'll go back to what we read in verse 41, and then I'm going to continue in verse 42, because I had those notes between 41 and 42. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devils and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then uh, they will also answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Verse 45, then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you... I'm sorry, I just... I'm sorry, I just, I kind of got a confirmation just now that the Holy Spirit did speak to me a few months ago. I'm sorry, I just got really distracted. Okay, anyway. Okay, verse 45. Then he will answer them saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it for the, do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. So me personally, I feel like it seems Jesus is talking about serving other people in the body of Christ or even people that are not Christians. Okay. Now let me elaborate on that part for a second. Um, because the message that I, you guys, I really encourage you go listen to that message from IHOP from Isaac Bennett, because he says some things that really open up Matthew 25 to help you understand it a little bit deeper. Um, because I, you know, I just ma- I just made the claim just now that it seemed Jesus is talking about not just Christians but people who are not Christians as well. And based on what I heard, I can't I can't I don't remember exactly what Isaac said, but there's something that he does say that does signify that Jesus may be talking to people who are not Christians those who are not following Jesus. Now, I'm not sure if you remember, but when we went through the book of James, we talked on James's, uh, James' words, faith without works is dead. We tried to elaborate on that and um, tried to break that down. It's something I really still try to have. My, even, even theologians try and wrap their mind around it, and they're still having a hard time understand it, according to what Paul says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Anyway, I elaborated on how I saw my friend Trey lacking clothes when we went through James chapter 2. When I came home from Bethel, I had to get rid of a lot of my clothes because I could only bring so much on the flight home from California to Michigan. So I gave up a lot of my clothes to my friends at Bethel. Uh, I remember I still had social media. I don't have it anymore. And I just put on my Facebook on the actual like Bethel page where all the students are at and they can see all the info and everything. I said, hey guys, I'm going back home. I have to sell some of my clothes. If you want some stuff, come and grab it. It's free. Take it. Um, 
when I got home, I had to do some shopping because I didn't have a lot of clothes at that point. Like I literally, I brought home scraps with me. I think I brought home two suitcases, a backpack, and a gym bag. That's about it. Well, I, I mean, I know it's a lot of stuff, but I got rid of about, I want to say 65% of my stuff. Now, I remember when I was home for about five months, I was standing in my room looking into my closet with all my clothes hung up because when I got home, I had to do a lot of shopping because I lost a ton of clothes and I got approved with a really nice credit card and I was paying it off. I was building my credit and I was looking in my closet with all the clothes that I had bought going from sweaters to crewnecks, short and long sleeve t-shirts to joggers and jeans and hoodies and I felt very clearly I heard from the Holy Spirit, eventually you will have to give some of this up. Now my flesh definitely cringed, but eventually I saw that come to pass when I gave, gave some of my really nice clothes to my dear friend Trey. Okay, now I did explain this in James chapter 2, I'm just elaborating it. I'm just elaborating more on it again. I have had moments where Trey was also hungry and didn't have a lot of money to buy food. So I have on many occasions, I've made him uh, really good food and also yogurt parfaits. Now, I don't say that to get all self-righteous, but rather follow my example there as these are not my own words, but Jesus's to when you see someone hungry, feed them food. Um... I have done my best to be faithful with what God just puts in front of me, what's directed by God. He does it. I don't have, I know I've said in the past, I know I've been saying on this episode that you have to seek the Holy Spirit, but sometimes God just kind of puts it right in front of you and see what you're going to do. Sometimes God's going to test you. And I even, I've heard even people say that God doesn't test us. And there is just, I mean, in Psalms, uh, New Testament talks about it. It's so I'm just, if it's in the Bible, I don't want to hear about it. We can see Jesus seems to be talking about clothes, food, water, and shelter in verses 30, 35 through 45. Now it's not a thing to think, Oh no, I am missing out on things. No beloved, rather ask the Holy spirit to give you these kinds of opportunities why? Because this is the way Christ was. He was selfless and we're to, we're, we are to walk in the same manner. Now, before I started to experience serving others, I did not previously pray for those opportunities to happen. Trey was just dropped in my life by God's hand. And the Holy Spirit has been putting me on the spot ever since, honestly. So that isn't me saying if you don't pray, then you won't have the opportunity to help people with food, money, clothes, or a house but rather just keep it simple. Seek the Holy Spirit, ask for his will. Say, Lord, give me your bread for today and be confident that, that, that that's when you do that, you have God's approval and that's all you need. And I've elaborated on that over the past few episodes that all you need is God's approval, beloved. And be confident that his will for your life is perfectly fit for his kingdom. So, What can we take from this? Matthew 25. How can we be like the five wise virgins? How can we be prepared for the second coming of Christ? Let's keep seeking the Holy Spirit. Let's use our gifts and blessings. Let's pray his will over our lives. Let's pray pray prayers that will help us do 1 Thessalonians 5.19, seeking and being responsive 
to the movings and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit what he wants you to be faithful in and find delight in those intimate moments with him. The last thing, it is important to know, even if Jesus is even if Jesus doesn't return in our generation, it is still important to be faithful to do this anyway. Our endurance in that will not go in vain. God will reward us when we when we do this. I have it written here that God will see that that God will see that and will reward us. Kind of got stuck there, sorry. Now, my favorite verses in Matthew 25 are verses 3 through 4. Let me read that real quick. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. And and as the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. Um, Those are my favorite verses. And verse 40 is my other favorite verse. Let me find that real quick. Here it is. And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it for one of the least of my brothers, you did it for me. Now I want to elaborate on that for a second and kind of explain what that means. Jesus is saying, when you give someone food who's hungry, or you give them a cup of colder in in my name, it says in Revelations that even if you give someone, I think it's Revelations, or it's Matthew, he says, if, if, if you give someone a cup of cold water in my name, I will even remember that. When you give someone clothes, when you give someone shelter for a few days, when, when the Holy Spirit puts that in front of you, you don't have to go out and try and do that. Because I, I, I really want to, okay, if you are, because I, I, I just want to be, I want to be a little bit more cautious and show a little bit extra i want to show a little bit more love okay i want to show a little bit more understanding and really show that i care about you and i want to elaborate this if you are having a fear of like i'm missing out on things or have to go out and find it if we look back at the context of this it says that the master gave their servants talents which means he came to them and and they were they 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 were made known what was given to them they knew they didn't have to try and find something else or try and do more. No, it's, it says that one, it was given to them by God. So I hope that kind of clears the air and it, it just goes right back to context. So anyway, what did I learn? Me personally through Matthew 25, I learned more about what a talent is being defined as here in Matthew 25 and the context of this is knowing how to be prepared for the second coming and the importance of being faithful with what God has given you in this season. Well, amen and amen, beloved. Oh my gosh, I love that message so much. Um, let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you so much for your word and things that were said today. Lord, I pray for my listeners, as they go out, they would be doers of the word. They'd be faithful with what you give them. Holy Spirit, show them what you want them to be faithful in. 
Reveal it to them. Come to them in dreams and visions, Lord. I pray for the victim mindset to be broken in Jesus' name. Pray for those who are fasting and praying in secret. You'd bless them, Father. Embrace them with your warmth. Holy Spirit, we ask that you'd help us be prepared for the second coming. Help us be ready. Lead us. Show us more. And reveal the Son to us. I pray for uh, uh, protection in my listeners' dream realm, Lord. I pray they'd be set apart for your purposes. And that they would have every kind of endurance with patience and joy. To bear every to bear every fruit and every good work in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, I have some exciting things coming up in the future. Uh, I do have a friend of mine who will be joining me here on my podcast pretty soon. Lord willing, I'm not going to talk about what we're going to talk about. Uh, it is going to be a subject that I did talk a little bit about in in one message. But um, I'm really excited. My uh, my friend wrote out a poem, and we were, were connecting certain verses with the poem. Uh, we did the, We worked on this yesterday. We made sure the scriptures were that we were using were being kept in contact. We went to Panera over on Baldwin Road, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited to do this with my friend Justin next week. Lord willing, we will be diving into. Uh, I'm pretty. I think. I think. I'm, I think we're going to get into First Peter, and then maybe Second Peter, or maybe First Peter two. And then behind the scenes, I'll still be working on the message with Justin. I know previously I said I'm not going to tell you guys what I'm going to talk about in the future, but I'm human. So give me a little bit of grace. Maybe, maybe it just doesn't matter. So thank you so much for listening to this study on Matthew chapter 25, the parable of the 10 versions. This is your friend Josiah. God bless you.